guys, this is Abdeswadu and you are listening to the Fulham Focus podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast, or in today's case, the Focus Sunday Brunch Club. Bagels, avocado, cream cheese and smoked salmon all around. Our first win with more than one goal since November. Leap years surprise us all. A solid team performance, although fairly dull here and there, riding our luck at times. But that's how our Fulham do football now. And fantastic work from David Nugent, cancelling out David Nugent from our last meeting. Well redeemed, sir. Lots to say about this one. Injuries, own goals, mountainous defending, super subs and our improved performances. Matt Dom and Will Oakley are with me to talk all about it. Fulham. Right, first of all, it goes without saying from the whole Fulham fan base, but all our best wishes and good thoughts from Fulham Focus with the gentleman who suffered a cardiac arrest during the game on Saturday in H6. Glad to hear that you're on the mend and the Focus pod wish you a speedy recovery. And that's also a class from the Preston North End for tweeting their support also. Good club, good luck for the rest of your season. Right, lads. As far as I can recall, we've hardly had an unchanged lineup at all this season. I mean, I think that's about right. So we had Joe Bryan coming off, though, in the ninth minute with a hamstring injury. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out with that one. But we had Cyrus Christie come on, and he looked hungry for a goal. I feel we forget, actually, how good Cyrus Christie was when we bought him off Millsborough. They were sort of kicking themselves that we we had him. It was more like his Premier League time that really poisoned the minds of the fans against him slightly. What were your thoughts on Cyrus Christie in this game? I'll go to you first, Mr. Will. Um, yeah, I thought Christie looked good when he came on. Um, one thing I've always said about Christie is that he always seems to lack a bit of confidence. He doesn't want to take on his man. And he always looks fast. Like he doesn't realise how you know quick he is and how technical he is. But when he came on, there was a few points where I was like, you know, just get the ball in the box, cross it, cross it. But as the game went on, he seemed to become a lot more confident. And like you say, he was just taking shots. He looked like he wanted a goal. He was playing good crosses in, powerful crosses. And although, you know, they might not have gone to anyone, they were they were causing Preston a lot of trouble. And yeah, I, I thought he had a good game overall. And if Brian is out for a long time, obviously that's going to be a big loss to us. But uh, Christie's playing well, and that's going to be crucial that we have him. I did notice that a lot of the Preston attack early on in the game came on the right-hand side where Joe Bryan was. And as soon as Dennis Adoy actually switched to the left slightly, uh, we seemed a lot more sound defensively, actually. We said everything was tightened up. And, and I thought Adoy played very well there, actually, considering he's been right-back, left-back, centre-back his entire career with us. What were your thoughts on, you know, just how we changed things up quite rapidly, Mr. Uh, Mr. Matt Dom, and just generally your thoughts on Cyrus Christie in this game? Arguably, a lot of people are saying a man-of-the-match performance from him. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the balance you have with Joe Bryan is that he's one of our most potent attacking players, but defensively, he's suspect, and that's the, the sort of what you have to deal with having a player like that. Um, and we need um, attacking threat from our fullbacks because it, the way we play, you know, we're, we're quite a bit more defensive now, and we need that overlap. And Joe Bryan's provided that really well this season. Um, so it's good to see Cyrus Christie do a similar thing, actually. Um, I was more than happy with that, and and yeah, I mean he's he's the most attacking of the the remaining fullbacks we've got, so he needs to play 
uh, if Joe Bryan's out. And yeah, a fair play to Adoy. He he was really good. Um, he defensively at fullback, I think is his best position. I think right back's probably his best position. But even though he is a natural left back, and that's um, you know that's that's where he looked good against Preston. So um, so yeah, I, I like to have that balance of one one defensive, one attacking fullback. Um, Christy Christy looked really good, and I think he's been a, a little bit harshly treated by the Fulham fans because, as you say, that for that Premier League season where he was. He was poor, but everyone was poor. Um, but he's a really good fullback at this level. Yeah, and really good point. It's nice that, you know, we lost Joe Bryan, so we have one disciplined fullback and then Cyrus Christie comes on and we can potentially now have an overlap on the right-hand side, which is what he did, as you said. Mr. Will, you were there. What, what were your thoughts? This, I mean, this wasn't a very exciting half of football. In fact, it was arguably quite boring again. Um, other than, you know, the epic biblical weather that we had, I think there was hail at one point as well. What were your thoughts and any standout moments in the first half of the game? Did you notice the improved tempo slightly in our play and just faster transitions and more direct football like we were starting to see against Swansea? Yeah, I mean, I, I said this before the game that we need to keep the form up that we had against Swansea because although we could say it was a lucky last-minute winner, we played so well throughout that game. And I feel like we did carry that on to today, even though it, it probably wasn't as quick football as it was against Swansea, but it was still quicker than it had been in the games before that. And yeah, I thought we played quite well. I thought there were a few players who are starting to improve now. They, they're they kind of used to the squad. I think Harry Arter had quite a good game, actually. Um, he did, yeah. I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan. I, I would have said in games before this, McDonald has to be in there instead, but... Arta looked good. He wasn't running around like a headless chicken as much. And, you know, he played quite a few good passes and chose chose sensible choices rather than just, you know, running and doing nothing with it. Yeah, I mean, he broke up a lot of plays on the left and the right in the centre. He did, you know, very good. I, I feel like Arta's become using... Arta seems to have a lot of aggression on him and used poorly, but actually he's he feels like he's using that aggression more in his play now and it just becoming a, a lot more bitier as a player for us and as that sort of number six slash number eight role. What were your thoughts? I just want to go back to your list, Mr. Will. You've been praising Tom Kearney's improved role in the last few games. Was Kearney still up there for you as, you know, a lot better just sitting behind the number 10 role? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um he, he, again, it might not have been good against Swansea because for me, he was man of the match against Swansea. Um, but he, he still played really well. Um, again, he, good passes. And for me, he's just starting to show more leadership. I'm not saying he's the best he's the best captain that we could have, but he's definitely improved on the leadership side of things. And before, he wouldn't even want to get stuck in, but he was getting stuck into tackles yesterday. And... He showed that he was a leader on the pitch and he showed his passion for the club and he wanted to win yesterday. And yeah, in the first half, like you said, there wasn't really much going on. I mean, improved tempo, like you say, and we could see that Art is a bit better and TC certainly the sort of player of old that we sort of like to see. Bobby Reid had a good chance after 21 minutes and a shot went, went narrowly wide. And to be honest, it was about as close as we came to scoring in the first half. So quite, a, quite a, you know, not an... Not the best first half of football. I mean, I, I would say that Preston looked actually very dangerous, which I think is fair to say. Um, let's talk about, you know, Nugent seems to always score um, against us, Matt Dom. But this time it was actually for the right reasons, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, Mitro would have been proud of that finish. Uh, it's not often <laughs> you see a backwards header go in. Um, but, you know, I mean... <laughs> 
it was just he he missed on his jump, I think, when clipped the top of his head and went in. But um, it was sort of one of those games where we we played okay. We, I think it was we did well to weather their their storm and obviously the storm of of the hail as well. But um, we did we would have fallen apart, I think, previously um, in previous seasons under that pressure that they they put us under. But they didn't really create a lot with it. Um, I think we one thing you can say is we we do look stronger defensively um i don't think anyone can argue with that if if the compromise is that we, we we're more boring attackingly but it's it's that it's that balance isn't it um but but yeah i, I mean as for Nugent, it, it it took something like that i think to break the deadlock um we weren't looking like creating enough good chances to actually score ourselves and uh, sometimes that's what you need and we've needed it a bit more this season than perhaps we, we want to a bit of luck but um they all count don't they uh, and I think after that, we 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 deserve to win the game. Yeah, Mr. Dom, you just mentioned there, you know, our, our improved defensive play there. Michael Hector, we've talked about him so much, praised him so much. Everyone says how, you know, how have we not signed this man sooner? But again, another really assured performance from him. And I've got to say, something we're not mentioning, perhaps, is that what he's bringing out in Tim Ream. It feels like Tim Ream has improved a lot since Michael Hector's arrived. Would you say that's a fair thing to say, Mr. Will? Yeah, uh, Hector and Ream for me were two of the best players on the pitch. For me, it was hard to decide between Ream, Hector, Christie because those three absolutely bossed it. Um, mm. But I feel like with with Hector coming in, he, you know, he's he's a big tackler, hard tackler. He makes good challenges, and, and that's that. You know, that that's good for us. But what does go unnoticed is that Ream plays with him. Hector wouldn't be able to do it by himself. Um, and yesterday, Ream was getting stuck in as well. He wasn't backing out of anything. There was there was a challenge. I think it was in the second half. Balls in the air, and he he goes in for the header. Um, and you know he's injured himself slightly. He's like clutching his ribs or stomach or something. But the thing is, he wasn't afraid to go for that header because he, he's starting to become a lot more confident playing alongside Hector. And I think sometimes it does go a bit unnoticed how well Ream plays because Hector's in there. But for me, Ream was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's a really good point. I think um, Reem is that is the kind of defender who sort of mops up. He's not the attacking the ball kind of defender. And when he's asked to do that, when he doesn't have a kind of strong, tall defensive partner alongside him, then he gets found out because his game isn't that strong in that area. Um, and it's, it's to a certain extent, it's it's a little bit reminiscent of Hangeland and Hughes, isn't it? I know I know they were far and away the best centre back pairing I've ever seen at Fulham in my lifetime, but. But Hangelen did the got the got the plaudits for winning the headers and yeah, no, it's, a similar, it's, a, similar, it's and a similar comparison of what their jobs they were doing exactly. And, and Hughes was there to to mop up and pick up the pieces and and be the pacey one and be the one who distributes the ball. And it's kind of it's similar in that way. And and I think you need that kind of combination of those two type, types of players to make a good partnership. No, exactly, exactly. And you know, we've mentioned Cyrus Christie. You know how good he was for us defensively going forward to I mean he came close to doubling our league with a close range volley uh, from another corner his presence in the attacking fur could really be important to us if Joe Bryan is out for a while but we've mentioned that I mean Joe Bryan could be out if it's a hamstring injury four to six weeks but maybe sooner I believe knockout was back sooner so we'll just have to wait and see what the Fulham authorities say about that but let's talk about 
AK-47 coming on for Anthony Knockout in the 76th minute. Now, this seemed a very fair substitution, but also this was one of Knockout's better games. Would you say that's a fair thing to say, young Will? Yeah, I mean, for me, Knockout was better than Cav. Um, I, I, really? I would have said, you know, take Cav off. But obviously, um, Knockout's a bit older, stamina-wise. Knockout's only been back a few games since his injury. Um and and we were winning, so it's not like it needed to be a substitution where everything is exactly right. Um, it didn't matter if someone's a bit more tired. Take, take them off when we're winning. Um, but yeah, Kamara looked great when he came on. Um, again, just bring tons of energy in. And, um, you know, he, he, he scored the goal from a counter-attack and he absolutely legged it down the pitch. Um, the speed of that was unreal, wasn't it? it was, yeah, I've I know. Seen, I've, I don't think it I've ever... So I mean, it was quick. so nice. It was so quick. It was so nice to see a score, a counter-attacking goal. But just the general speed of him and Cavalero going down, like running back, it was just yeah. great to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and maybe that's why we kept Cav on, because Knockart isn't as fast as Cav. Knockart's more mm. technical. And maybe at that point, we did need, you know, fast players, strong players. And, I mean, it worked. We, we scored another goal from it, so we can't say anything else other than that, really. But, yeah, it was yeah. a great, great play when he came on. Great play when he came on. I mean, we've skipped a bit here, but why not? I mean, it's the goal. It's the goal that actually was probably the most exciting part of the game. Matt, Dom, do you think arguably a lot of people are giving Cavalera a bit of stick for not taking the shot himself? But I mean, a move that actually paid off in the end. But if that, if that, if Cav- if Kamara misses that shot that Cavalera passes to him, he's in well deep shit, really, isn't he? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know what he was thinking because there was there was only the goalkeeper in front of him, and. Kamara was in a much worse position to finish it, but we can't complain too much. It 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 went in. Um, it, yeah. it sort of it reminded me a little bit of when um, when we won away to Man City when in the Great Escape season and Kamara, the other Kamara we had sort of kept cutting back and cutting back and cutting back and eventually managed to score quite a difficult chance through Joe Hart's legs. It was that kind of I don't know. He he sort of lost his composure for a minute or didn't fancy his chances of scoring, but. I don't know. I think he did all the hard work of keeping up with AK in the first place and then you just tap it in. But, yeah. but you know, it, it went in and no harm was done in the end. Yeah, and I'm probably being a bit dramatic saying, you know, he's in deep shit. We were winning 1-0. But let's just go back in time slightly. In the 90th minute, you know, Preston had given Rodak nothing to do at all the game before this. But, you know... Um, AK gave a clumsy free kick away. We, we, I mean, he made a really good save here, Matt Rodak, you know, shock horror but were you worried at all about Preston scoring at any point in this game young Will just before we scored the second goal um not as worried as I've been in some other games but mm. but yeah there's always that thought um they, they, they did look dangerous us. they did they had their moments yeah. Alex Neal seems like um, mugs you know what I mean yeah exactly they were pushing as well and Alex Neal's actually quite a good manager I think you know he's, oh, he's had his bad seasons but he is a good manager um and yeah, that they did play, especially from set pieces. Actually, I think there was a few times where, you know, they played it into the box and there were players running in at the back post, just missing the ball. Um, yeah, great, great save by Rodak. Um, got down quickly, and yeah, that that could have gone in on another day. And like we've said so many times, he, he saved he saved us there, really, hasn't he? If we don't get the second goal, he saved us. Well, with that, let's just have your man of the match really quickly. I'll go to you first, Matt Dom, for you. I think it'll have to be Christy for me. Um, nice. I think he came on early enough that um, it's worth considering him as playing the full game. 
Um, and yeah, just a really, I think he's looked good when he has made appearances this season, actually. But um, but it's just that kind of, that additional attacking threat that we've lacked quite a lot this season. Uh, it's a different kind of threat to Brian because Brian likes to get across in early, uh, mm. whereas Christie sort of tries to get himself in the box and down down to the byline. Um, but he was and up that's and what down. we need. That's what we've been praying for, like begging exactly. for. And that's, yeah. Since Ryan Fredericks left, really, we've been just desperate for that kind of attacking and threat from fullback. Um, and he's he's no Fredericks, but he he played had an excellent game, uh, defensively sound as well. Um, and he's quick enough to kind of mop up when there's when there's dangerous attacks. So yeah. Cyrus to me. I can see why people go Christie or even Hector. You can make a case for the whole back line, but I'm actually going to go Tim Ream. Um, nice. I thought it was great. I thought it brought me back to the um, promotion season. I just think he he didn't do anything, you know, super standout, but he was just so solid at the back. Didn't shy out of any challenges. And I thought he had his best game in ages. Um, but then again, you could, you can make a case for most people in the team. I actually thought Mitrovic had an all right game, even though he didn't score. He he was moving more up top than he than he usually did. But yeah, he's one of them players. Um, but yeah, Reem for me, I, I think he was great, um, solid at the back, and a bit of an unsung hero. Nice, really nice. Um, can't let me say nice, really nice. Uh, they're done. Let me just think what I can add to that. Um, yeah, I really like the fact you said Tim Reed there, Will. That's really good because I think his performances have really improved, and they include, you know, Michael Hector bringing the best out of him a lot recently, and especially after that that Man City game where you know we all a lot of yeah. people overreacted and said, you know, yeah. you should never play again. You know, that's that's a really nice man of the match for me. But I'm going to join Matt Dunn with Cyrus Christie on that. But I I really like the sentiment of Tim Reen as well. Now, other results went our way aside from Leeds winning four 0 at Hull. West Brom lost at home to Wigan. I love it when Wigan do this. They somehow just always manage to get something out of the bag. Um, Brentford and Bristol City only true. This was a good weekend for us again, wasn't it? I mean, we are nine points ahead of seventh place, so are cemented in the playoffs now, while we are still five behind Leeds and just six behind West Brom. I know we keep saying this, but we've got to keep updating our thoughts as every game goes by. Matt, Tom, is automatic promotion still on the cards for you slightly or are you sure it could be just playoffs for you? Uh, um, I, I still think it's a huge ask. Um, six points, level five-point gap for teams at the top of the league with, what is it, 11 left now? That's, that's quite a few points to overturn because you've got to consider we, we would need to win all of those, and then mm. Leeds would need to lose two of theirs, or you know any any combination of the above. But um, it's a tough ask. I think the, the team that we could catch is West Brom. Actually, I think I think Leeds have come through their rough patch and yeah. are looking like the best team in the league now. Um, it's not easy to go and go and win four 0 away to Hull, and they they made it look like it was. Um, West Brom, I think they had a little bit of a, a rough patch, but for me, they haven't been the best team in the league all season. So I think, I think they might have uh, a bit of a patch to come. Um, we can maybe, maybe get above them. Um, we've got to play them, and we've got to play Leeds. So for me, it rests on those two games. If we if we beat both of those, then we're we're in with the chance. But um, I think playoffs is pretty much confirmed now. I'd be amazed if we dropped out of the playoffs, but but we want top two because that that playoffs looks really tough. Yeah. I was going back to Wigan quickly. I mean, they've won at both Leeds and West Brom recently and are climbing their way out of the bottom three. I mean, they're having they're having their say on the promotion race and 
have to go we have to go there on the last day so that could be a really proper tasty game thinking about it anyway i digress young will what are your thoughts on the promotion race where do you think we can possibly end up um i, I think we will stay third um mm. but I, I don't think second or, or first is out of the question but it it's not it's not down to Leeds or West Brom. It's down to us. Obviously, they have to lose um, at two, at least two of their games if we're to win all of ours. But but one of them is against us each, and then the other one, you know, you just hope they'll slip up because I I think they will lose two. One of them will lose at least two of their games. So it is down to us. There's no excuses saying, oh well, Leeds are going to win this many anyway. It's down to us to win our games, and that's what we need to do to win really. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, I, I guess is I guess the question is: do, Does it look like we're capable of winning all of our remaining games? Yeah, that's the problem. Because, like you say, we we have Leeds and we have West Brom. Um, well, so far so good. I mean, you know, March is a a very very tricky month for us. You know, and that's yeah, first of March tomorrow or whenever you guys are listening to it. So, I mean, it's an interesting one. Preston, we've won. We didn't beat them last. You know, uh, the the first half of the season. Swansea, we've. Won. I mean, it. The signs are good, but it's very early. If we can start just getting a few more points against the top six players, then maybe, maybe. But I, I've I've got a feeling we're cemented at third slightly as well. But well, I do, all... I do. Sh- we've also we've got to go. We've still got to go to Forest, haven't we? Um, mm. We've still got. Uh, we've still got Brentford. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, we've got we've got a hard run of games. If we do win all of them, then we probably do go up, but. Um, the way the way the way we're playing, I think we need to improve to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, it's the, the games. They're not just teams in the top seven and things like that. They're, they're teams that we seem to always lose against. Uh, the the Forest home game was the worst game. Like the, the time wasting, and it was just so frustrating to watch that we couldn't get back into the game. I feel like that's the same with the Brentford game as well. And and the Bristol City game, um, it, there's a lot of a lot of hard teams, and not just good teams, but teams that play well against us specifically. So we're gonna have yeah. to put in good performances, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Have to see what happens, and also, I mean, this Joe Bryan injury. I mean, it seems like all hunky dory that Cyrus Christie could now be our attacking fullback, but it could, you know, this could be problems for us. I mean, we have to get Stephen Sessignon in as a potential substitute as well, and maybe I don't know. I mean, another left back. I don't know if Maxime Lamarchon's free, but the less said about him, maybe the better for some of you. But yeah, this a tough time, a real test for Scott Parker coming up this March, and let's have your Scott Parker rating for this game, Mister Tom. Um, I'm going to be generous and say an eight. Yeah. Um, nice. 2-0 win. We weren't really in a lot of trouble apart from the kind of opening 15 minutes or so, but but even so, we didn't give up too many good chances. First half wasn't great, but I think I think we improved and that's all you can ask for. Um, we weren't quite as good as we were against Swansea in my mind, um, but 2-0 home win against a team in the playoffs you can't really argue with that. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's an eight for me. Nice. I'm going to go for an eight as well, actually, just because of the improved performances we've seen since the since the really bad games we had recently. Um, the improved tempo and just, you know, we 
on another day, I just feel like we would have scored more goals. I think we were really in control of this match. We weren't really that afraid too many times, although it did seem like we rode our luck a little bit in the first half. What are your thoughts on Will? What was your Parker rating? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go for an eight as well. Um, I, I was going to say seven, but I think it's quite harsh. I mean, there was only really a couple of things he could have improved, and that would just be to score more, really. But like you say, on another day, we could have scored. We could have scored more, and nothing wrong with the subs. The subs were good. Um, yeah, they weren't. His, his management, right. his management of eight. Sorry to interrupt you, but his management of AK forty-seven no. is clearly quite you know, astute because for the reason he could be starting AK-47, but I think he knows that AK-47, you know, Abubakar Kamara's pace and, you know, lightning sort of counter-attacking, you know, ball in a China shop sort of style works a lot better off the bench. He's been using that to the advantage and it's been winning us games and assisting goals. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've said in other podcasts that he makes the subs too too late, but when we're 1-0 up, and, you know, we, we're trying to hold the game, maybe push for another if we can. 75th minute to bring on a fast, strong winger. It's a good time to do it. And, yeah, for me, he, he really got the tactics right in this game. And there was only a couple of times I was worried about pressing scoring. So it's, it was good overall. I I think by by bringing on AK this time um, and, and that he has done that recently is kind of, previously we've been a bit, annoyed uh, some of us have been a bit annoyed that we've we've tried to just shut up in shut up shop instead of what I wanted want us to do is go for that second goal because it's you're so much more comfortable at 2-0 than you are at 1-0 and by bringing on AK it, that exactly what happened against Preston and yeah maybe he's learning yeah, that that might be the best way to finish off games and, and if he is then all, all credit to him for that very good that's a really good point Matt Dom and well what other podcasts are you doing mate you didn't tell us about this no 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 I meant um, in other film focus ones. All right, okay, good. Just checking, just checking. All right, nice. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. We'll we'll call it a day there. Thank you very much to my co-hosts. Thank you very much for listening. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on all the social outlets. Tell your friends. Keep spreading the word. Keep downloading the podcast and keep listening to us. We will be back midweek for a Bristol preview and a slightly special Ross McCormack player focus chat with Frenchie and. Baldwin. See you soon.